Welcome to another episode of Beer and Backfire Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Mitchell is in town from Japan land. J-A-Pan. Hey, hello everybody. I'm sure we've brought you up on... So, you've listened to the other episodes, I think. Some of them. Some of them, not We've, not we've brought you up before. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell's been our, our friend for a long time. He's actually largely responsible for at least me getting into cars. I have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Go for it. Well, I, I did, and a lot of it was going to be like stuff from a couple weekends ago that you, me, and Pierce went to, but yeah. I think we're going to save that for another episode. Okay. Because I'd rather have Pierce there for that. Sure. So I think this episode, I, I mean, I'd like to definitely talk like what we've done with everybody else that's come on the show, and just kind of be like, hey, Mitchell, like, how did you get into cars? Like, stuff like, you know, oh, that, that, that whole that, that thing. Whole, yeah, because introduce the last, yourself. Like, the last one I listened to was was Steve and his. Oh yeah. yeah your guys last the, the last one. Which did. which Steve? Uh, Steve Wynn. Okay. And and got caught up on what happened to his car because I knew something happened but I didn't know exactly oh, what yeah. happened being being away. Uh, yeah, my name's Mitchell. Um, I'm a car guy that likes cars. So. <laughs> he undersells really hard. <laughs> I'm, um, I got into cars uh, primarily, like like many of us, through Fast and the Furious, and that Every whole time that know. whole time. My my it also helps that my dad was a car guy, or is a car guy. He ended up helping me find my first car, which I still own, and I'm not sure. What else that would contribute to me getting into cars, but that was, that was. That's good enough. Car. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were. I remember back in high school, you were. You were. You really wanted the an eight six as well. That and I almost bought an eight six as my first car, but we couldn't get a get a deal with the guy. I actually just drove by that place that I almost bought my first car. My what would have been my first eight six. Um, yesterday, two days ago. Um, it's like, oh yeah, I almost bought a car. I was with my dad, who was the one that was haggling nice. the deal with me. You see, you say place. Do you mean like there was a dealership of some sort, or was it some I, guy's house? I think it was a dealership. It okay. was wow, super shady. <laughs> I've never seen was that one of those parking lot ones. Yeah, like like yeah. it was more like a, a gravel lot field thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the eight six was parked in the back, and this is back when you know. Those cars were starting to get cool, so and drifting was starting to grow. So people kept coming and making offers, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't take a. It was a five hundred dollar car, and he wouldn't take five hundred dollars. Yeah. So what did you end up with as your first car? I ended up with the eighty five Celica, and I still have that car. And then it's sitting outside. It is in fact sitting outside. It's been sitting for a couple of years since I've been gone, and it runs like a champ, even yeah. though it's been sitting. And it's so slow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. 88 horsepower is not a lot of horsepower. Can that, confirm. I, just, <laughs> I drove 75, man. Oof. What had 75? Nova. Oh. Like go, going from driving my 8.6, which I think is also a slow car, to driving the Celica, it's considerably slower. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so... We knew you since like elementary school, yeah. and after high school, you went into the Marine Corps and moved to Japan. J A Pan. J A Okinawa. Okinawa. To be specific. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not, not mainland, but yeah. Like I would imagine, as a as a Japanese car enthusiast, what 
did you like immediately like jump into when you got over there? Well, I was what was that? I was nineteen twenty when I got when I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so big into drifting. I've, I've kind of always been been big into drifting. Um, but uh, there, first car I got there was an A eight six that was so raggedy I could never get it to pass inspection. I could, I never actually got that car legally registered. Is that the one you had the pictures where it was like sections of rust were just like missing? Yeah, I could. Uh, if I removed the taillights on that car, that whole bezel in the back area, I could pull that off of the car. It was completely, <laughs> it was completely detached with rust. Um, at, one, at one time, I, I opened the door, and when I let go of the door handle, the door hit the ground. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Just the top hinge was kind of holding the door on. Yes. Yeah. That car, that car had a really, if, uh, if anyone's not familiar with Okinawa, it is a, a small tropical island with lots of salt and uh, it's not friendly. Humidity. And yes, large amounts of humidity and is not good with old cars. Old cars tend to uh, disappear. Wow. Yeah. So, so did you end up just like scrapping that or? Uh, no, I kept that car for almost the entire time I was there my first time. Um, so that car basically became a uh, just a track car. I would take up to I don't know, it was called the Bullring, and it was just a, basically a. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> Jordan decided to take a bit of a wee behind the couch. <laughs> yeah, guys, I really had to go. The old Gatorade bottle. <laughs> yeah. <true. laughs> uh, but, oh, so, so we go to a place called the Bullring, which. Uh, which was just what it was exactly what it was. It was a bull, a bullfighting ring, that they would rent out the parking lot and do drift events at. And I would take my car there. I had a. What did I get after? I don't that? know if I ever saw videos of the eight six there because he took a bunch of videos at that place. I did. I, I think. I, I think I only took pictures. Because that was you know before that was like when the iPhone first came out. So really, you weren't doing too many, too many videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a GoPro yet. Those were, I think, just coming out. Yeah, soon. just in yeah. bed. Yeah, yeah that, that was probably in 08. It was your when you got there the first time, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I probably didn't start drifting that until probably 09. Mm. So then I, oh, what did I have after? After that, I bought, I found a JZX90 Chaser. Yeah, I bought that. I bought one of those for for two grand. That was the auto. Cause remember you said you you were like at first disappointed that it was an auto, but then you were like super stoked on yeah, it. Yeah, because it was only two grand for a yeah. twin turbo, you know, car, and that that being the fastest car I ever owned at at that time. It still might still be the fastest car I ever owned. Really? Um, <laughs> but yeah, stock stock. Uh, yeah, all stock chaser, and. Uh, that that car, uh, I learned a, I learned a hard lesson about momentum, and drifting with an open diff, and very large curbs. Um, and that it sounds like another lesson you learned on your Celica. I, I did um, I did do that. many years prior. <laughs> yeah. I, I did, and I almost forgot about that. <laughs> I wasn't gonna let you forget. It's a two part course. Yeah, yeah. To to go back on the Celica, I was. Uh, I was driving through a set of turns that was nice and twisty, uh, and when it was uh, slightly uh, 
I, I learned what oversteer was that day. Mm. Was it was it mildly moist? It, it was mildly moist. I I, I would I almost said moist, but I didn't want to trigger. <laughs> triggered. Yeah, yeah. It's like should I, should I, something I should say that's being recorded. Um, We're gonna get lots of angry emails from angry white women that you said the word moist. Work, work, moist. My boss. Because <laughs> they're our target audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. For the, our millions and millions of listeners. Yes. Just say it real close to the mic like ASMR or whatever. <laughs> real soft and moist. <laughs> no. Moist. Yes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so that, that car that car uh spectacularly came to an end. Um, the chaser. The chaser. Mm. Um I bought a after that did you, R33? You? I had an R33 after that, yeah. It, it cost me $300. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. This is this is before the big... the. Uh, was it a four-door? No, no, it was a two-door two door five-speed. Uh, oh. Not turbo. Okay. That's probably... That's like a Cadillac Eldorado over there or something. Yeah. <laughs> like Back back then, yeah, they, they were they were everywhere, but, you know, before the whole import boom. And you can, you can get them for, for next to nothing. But this one had a, an expired... Uh, Inspection, and so I, uh, I, I learned a, I learned another valuable lesson on that car. Uh, a couple times I learned a valuable lesson on that <laughs> car. Uh, about checking. Uh, first time I wrecked that car, so I drove it like a three hundred dollar car for for about two months until. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, until <laughs> until my until my luck uh, ran out, and uh, but the first time I, I learned a lesson was about checking your tire tread. For going out drifting in the rain, mm. <laughs> so that I went out and the the first turn I hit, I, I popped that clutch. The back end comes out, and I'm hold, and the back end just keeps coming out. And I'm like, oh, the back end's gonna, the back end's just gonna go all the way around, right into a concrete telephone pole. Oh and, uh, and luckily, luckily, um, I was able to drive away from that and stitch the car back together. And it ended up, uh, what, that car was, was still somewhat drivable after that, but I ended up getting in an accident, um, driving way too fast, and kind of, I had a, uh, I guess you say a coming to Jesus moment when I realized I need to stop being an idiot on the street. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, uh. It was all this. Yeah. It was like the side of a hill or something, right? Yeah, we were going down a mountain, and, uh, and I was on tires that were way too small for an R33. Mm. These these are spare rims I had for my 86 because a f a it sounds like a wise decision already. Yeah, yeah you can see you can see where, <laughs> where I, I, I made I made a mistake when I was young young and dumb and uh yeah they they were only like they were 205s or they were small for for a 33 on like 14 inch wheel 15 inch wheels. And, uh, I'm surprised they fit on the car, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, it was it was four lug. I was so it was, it was a non turbos or four lug. Yeah, non non turbo thirty three is a four lug. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it just happened to have a. I needed a set of tires. Threw those on, and and unfortunately paid. Uh, you know, paid for it. When I got I got in an accident, basically a head on collision. Luckily, nobody was nobody was seriously hurt. But that was a 
a coming to Jesus moment because if I did hurt some, I had I had some time to reflect because I lost my license after that, mm. and uh, and during that time I lost my license. I was like, you know, what if I hurt somebody and, and this and that? But I I actually thought I wasn't going to get my license back, and and if I wasn't going to get my license back, you know, I was going to come back to the states. But uh, miraculously, because uh, the Marine Corps is so efficient with paperwork, uh, they lost my paperwork on my accident. Yeah, I told them what happened. I said, yeah, I got in a car accident. I had to go to traffic court. I told them I, uh, you know, I got in a car accident and without, uh, without inspection. They're like, oh, well, what'd you do with the vehicle? I said, well, I jumped it because I thought I was never going to be driving again. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, since you took care of your vehicle, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll give you your license back. <laughs> it's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gladly. Yeah. Because oh, what time do you open? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so they didn't have the details of the crash that was, you know, driving mm-hmm. at a ridiculous rate of speed and mm-hmm. this and that. But, uh, but yeah. So so after that, um, I, I I went I, I slowed down um, and bought a and my boss was leaving. So I ended up buying his car, which was an R32 GTST turbo five-speed, um, and I kept that car for the, the entire the entire rest of my time in Okinawa, and, and that was uh, that was it for cars on my my first trip to Okinawa. So you you mentioned it twice now, but um, can you can you enlighten us as to the uh, rigors of the inspection process? Ah, out there, because it's, it's very different from here, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's every two years, and if you go through, it's it's a lot like a state inspection, but much more thorough mm-hmm. by, by a lot. Like they touch, at least going going through the official. I'd say like uh, you can almost get an inspection through DMV, mm. and when you go through the they're well they're equivalent of DMV, and when you go through that. I mean, they check everything from your, you know, make sure your speedometer is calibrated to every bolt underneath your car is tight. You have no exhaust leaks. You're not too low to the ground. You know, then the usual lights and, and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's considerably more money. How, mu- how much was a, is a state inspection? <laughs> Way too little. $16. Yeah. $16. I, I just inspected my 8.6, which had no issues... And that was, I think, four hundred and some change. Jesus, Jesus Christ! For every, every that sounds like years. the appropriate charge for doing a, a job that thorough. That's fair. Yeah, that is a, yeah. that is the right amount of money for what you've described. But that's a lot of money. The, and that's that's just for the inspection. Every year you have to pay road tax also. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's, I can't remember how much it, it varies from car to car. They the heavier the car, the more. This is why that K- makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, that's why K cars exist because they they're the lowest, they're the cheapest cars to own, right? Yeah, it, it costs you like forty bucks, I think, for tax for for a K car. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's cool. So then you came home. So then, <laughs> then I came home. Got out of the Marine Corps. Got out of the Marine Corps. Oh, oh, we uh we forgot about a car that I bought when I was. Oh yeah, car. yeah, of course, of oh. course. It's a wily bastard. Yeah, so right before the big import boom, I bought a... That was a... 87. 
88.5 that was quite built. Big cans, big carbs. It, it was an 80.85 chassis with a 4AG swapped into it that was carbureted. Yes. Okay. And, and basically everything on my car was replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ended, I ended up becoming a friends with someone who who helped build that car back when it was it was new now but yeah my first my first time out there I didn't didn't know him uh, but it, that that car uh, came back here and I uh, drifted that car a few times that was the one with like the really gorgeous header yes that was a uh, it was an N2 replica header Wow, that looked better than anything else I've yeah. seen. Like that with the wells on that. I've, I've been looking for another one of those. I, I can't find one there. All, all the other ones, I I'm spoiled now because I had that. Yeah. And now I only want that. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, man, the thing was ridiculous. It's tough. That was a gorgeous, gorgeous car. Yeah, but and between the the exhaust that was on it and the the side draft carbs, man, that thing sounded so good. And that that big cam helped too. I was like. 288 intake and a 308 exhaust? No. Yeah. Does it ever close? Pretty much no. It it, it slurps so much gas. That was a pretty lumpy idle. Yeah. Especially for for, for a four cylinder. You burned a lot of gas and then we decided it was 544 rear end or something like that. It was like a five. It was a five point something rear end. Is it 5.1 or 5.4? I yeah. can't remember. Like, top speed was, like, 70 miles an hour. Yeah, it got 1,000 yeah, RPM or something. But it got to it got to its top speed at a, <laughs> at a ridiculous... <laughs> at a ridiculous speed. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was 55 miles an hour mm-hmm. at 5,500 RPMs in fifth gear. That's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> Do you still have the video? I remember you took a video. Uh, you just, like, started a video on your phone and set it down, like... Yeah, the center console, like yeah. pointed up at the roof or something like that. Yeah, I got that. I saw it. I, I I played that recently. Did you? Um, yeah, okay, I was talking about my car and how mm-hmm. how it sounded, but it's on, on the bowels of Facebook somewhere. Yeah, you should, yeah. You should dig it out. And it was always fun taking that. We'll car insert too. it here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was always fun taking taking that car to like parking lot meets because I was like, oh, it's got ITVs. Or yeah, ITBs, and it, it was before importing was a big thing. So yeah. everybody was like, "Oh, you converted it to right-hand drive." It's like, no, I I imported the car. One of my favorite memories in that car is we went to the to the junkyard with Clayton. Clayton came down um, to to go to Cap and pull pull eight six parts actually out of the car there. We drove down from your house, and you just ha- happened to have an extra steering wheel. In the garage, and I and I grabbed it. I'm riding shot. I'm riding shotgun in your car, and I just grabbed the steering wheel because like this is gonna be funny, right? So I'm just. We pulled up next to this lady, and I'm holding the steering wheel in the American driver in in the left seat, like I'm driving, and then I like like dropped it like kind of and then fumbled it like like accidentally like threw it out the window I'm like and this lady's looking over at me like panicking <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> that was good <laughs> did you did we ever go backwards through a drive through uh I I don't think not with anybody I I, I went backwards through an ATM once I did I did do the bank teller 
Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And, and she's like, is the car British? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I said, it's from Japan. Like, oh. I mean, that's, that's why, I think that's why they drive on the right, right? Because the, all the, the British trade influence back in the early... Uh, well, o- Okinawa used to be um, driving on the right side of the road. And then they, they switched in... Uh, I want to say... Uh, you know, I can't remember what, what year. I know the day, because they do a big, a big classic car event on, uh, on July 30th. Every year, so they they I'll have to I'll have to pull up a video huh. later. Uh, did you ever see the the parade that I was in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was that. Everybody they did a parade on the driving on the right side of the road with, mm-hmm. with all these these classic cars. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Being yeah, you know, a bunch of Hakoskas and Canaries mm-hmm. and uh, all those old old classics. So what happened to that car? <laughs> that that car. Um, Another one bites the dust. I learned. I learned. I learned another <laughs> about tire temperatures. About tire temperatures and summer tires on uh, near freezing temperatures. As I attempt to do side to sides or manchis down down straight, and I, I I throw it. This was at Summit Point on Shenandoah Circuit. In at hundred drifters of December, as a cold front's moving in, that was like the blizzard year. That that was, and the, the it was getting colder and colder as the day went by. And uh, I go down that straight to go do some side to sides, and I I realize that oh my my I have no front control in the car, and and then uh, take a take a plunge into the wall. But it wasn't it like the skinny end of the jersey wall, like you hit the end of the wall. I, I hit no, I hit I I hit the the flat side. I hit the flat side of the, of the wall, but I spun around, and I I, I guess because I, I pushed the barrier a little bit, and the back part of the car hit hit a corner. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. All right. But that car um, got fixed. I wasn't pulled gonna. The frame. Yeah, I pulled the frame, chopped the frame. Um, Buddy down in uh, Newport News area had a had a spare chassis. They cut the front off, and we ended up welding the new a new frame on there, and got it back together just in time to sell it. And ended up selling it. Um, that that car, it it got to the point where I put so much time and work and effort and money into it, I, I was afraid to do anything else. Oh, and. Backing up a little bit, so so it got wrecked and you fixed it from the wreck. Yeah. And then you took it out again, and the engine exploded. So uh, you rebuilt the engine. Did that happen? Yeah. No, out of order. You're, you're out of well, order. The, I, the I, blew the engine, I blew the engine first. Okay. Um, the oil pump like disintegrated so hard that right. there were chunks of like the the oil pump gear inside the oil pickup tube screen like rattling around it was yeah, crazy like a baby's rattle yeah. yeah it was that was nuts yeah that was that was before so then I uh, that was that was another another point uh, reason of me crashing is that I I swapped the motor um, but I didn't change the cams so I had I had significantly less power than what I was used to 
Because you pulled the motor out of that AE92. I, I did. That's right. And I just threw the car, you know, threw the cars, jet, you know, put the right jets in them, and then just just went ahead. But I was I was throwing that car much harder than I was than I than when I had had power. Right. So I was making significantly less power. It's like the reverse of initial day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the exact reverse. But yeah, that car, that car we sold, and uh, that that went to a good home. That went to, I think I'm pretty sure the guy that bought it that was his first, his no. first eight six, and then shortly thereafter that I ended up moving back to Okinawa. I landed a job contracting that I I could not uh, could not pass up. And then, uh, I've had a few cars since I've moved back to there. Um, so what was, what was the first car I got? Did you have a BB? My That's wife weird. did. You got her one of those. Um, uh, mine was a, it was a K-truck, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm too tall to drive regular K-trucks. Uh, my knees hit the steering wheel, but, uh, my... Have you driven a Miata? <sighs> I fit in the Miata, but K trucks are are a different kind of small. Yeah. And but the the one that my my buddy was selling was a it was a super jumbo. It was a double extended cab. <laughs> so I'm still too. So you can you can get like two and a half people in there. Well, <laughs> ish because you still have the same amount of leg room in a super jumbo as you do. <laughs> But you have all the space behind you, so I would recline the seat pretty far back, and that kind of gave me enough room to, <laughs> <laughs> to lean in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was I was still too too tall for it. But that car that car had a really bad case of uh, of rot, uh, to the point where the front right lower control arm um, I don't know what it was bolted to. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I was expecting more to that. Just bolted to hopes and dreams. It, it it was it was a rusted. So it was a box beam, and it it uh it was rusted so bad that the, it was literally just the bottom piece of metal that was that was kind of there. <laughs> um, but it, I would have to every couple every couple weeks I would have to go in and tighten my lower control arm bolts. Because they they wiggle loose because of the frame. That seems safe. But Jesus. but the the welded nut plate on it uh, was, has rusted off. So I have to go and put a regular nut back there. So I can stick a box wrench into my frame <laughs> because because it's so rusted. It's oh, a feature. Oh, I was always afraid. Every time I took a turn, I was like. This is the time that the wheel folds underneath the car. <laughs> I, I did a pothole, and I'm like, oh, this is the time that this wheel's going to fold underneath the car. That's amazing. That car is a death trap. Yeah. But I bought, I bought that car for $200, put tires on it, and sold it for $300. <laughs> yeah, there you so go. I, I literally, it, it moved me into my house. So yeah. I, I didn't need to rent the truck or anything. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I bought a bunch of furniture and moved it with that. Did, did your... Am I misremembered? Did your father-in-law keep a car for you? Ah, yeah. While you were here, he he, or he tried to, or something like that. Yeah. So so I I kind of thought I was gonna be back in Okinawa, Eventually. right like right after I left. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, um, my Skyline, my my GTST didn't sell before I left. I had it. I had it posted for sale uh, for about two grand, and nobody wanted to buy a very clean two thousand dollar GTST at that time. So the car got deregistered, and ended up staying at my in-laws' house, and it sat there. And about a year went by, and it was like, well, I can't. I I need to get rid of the car, mm-hmm. and sold it to a friend of a friend for. I either sold it for six or eight hundred dollars. Mm. I can't remember, but uh. Uh, that was that was the death of that car because the guy that bought it was was young, and uh, we all know what happens when young people get you know a few hundred dollar you know drip, you know beater cars. You drive it into the side of a mountain. Yeah, uh, he he ended up he ended up smashing the quarter in like a week a few weeks after getting it, fixed that, and then a few months later he. Uh, he was up in the mountains drifting, and uh, the, the guardrail sucked him in, and ended up get, putting the car up on the roof. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, he was alright, but the car was, was pretty much done. He, he he drove the car like a $600 car. Stinks, because it wasn't a $600 car. It was sure. a super clean GTST. Gunmetal gun gray. Yeah. Uh, K-Car, I think was the last. K-Truck, yeah. Yeah, my K-Truck. And then an Odyssey, right? Ah uh, no! After the K truck was my JZX one hundred chaser. Mm. I had. I don't remember that. The blue one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was nice. That was uh, that was fifty five hundred bucks, which is like three grand cheaper than anywhere else I could find. And uh, there was a reason the car was three grand cheaper. <laughs> it wasn't rusted, but it you could tell. It lived a hard life, and the more I drove it, the more I realized, oh, this is this is a tired, this is a tired one J. And then uh, I started getting a good bit of um, noise out of the valve train, and then I ended up going for a drive up north in Okinawa, up in the mountains, and uh, I had a turbo go out, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm get, I don't have, I don't have the time or the the space or the money for. A, an engine rebuild or anything like that so I, I ended up just swapping a new turbo on and uh, posted it for pretty much the same price that I got it for and somebody scooped it up okay so, nothing lost there yeah then I had then I had the Odyssey the the purple one that the midnight purple one mm-hmm. which uh, is not the same thing as an Odyssey in the states it's more like an Accord wagon type thing yeah right I mean three rows of seats is it three row? Yeah, it's got three rows. Oh, that's cool. It's uh, it's like it's like an Odyssey without a sliding door. Huh. But it's like shorter, right? Like it's yeah, it's like a chopped roof kind of. Yeah. yeah. Really long nose to it. It's almost like the the cross tours. Except not as tall. Don't they have a blocky back end on the Odyssey? You know, like the Accord cross tour. Yeah, yeah. Like it sounds like it's a cross tour, and the fact that it's like shorter than an Odyssey. But has like the width in the engine. Maybe, possibly. I'm not sure. Although I know American cross tours sit really high. Yeah, that's just like a full on crossover. Yeah, so I got I got that Odyssey. I drove that for a while, and I was I was dying because I didn't have a car because I, I only had the Odyssey, and uh, I want I was I wasn't car shopping because I was trying to save money, but I I was always always looking. Um, 
I, I was I was looking at Celicas, but I couldn't find any Celicas within a third gen Celicas in my price range. I, I wasn't paying eighteen grand for a thirty year old Celica. That was yeah. that wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Yeah, from like twelve to eighteen grand were the, the price range of Jesus. That's a or, lot. Or Celica Supras. That was, mm-hmm. yeah. Or double X's over the Celica double X over there. Um, then I ended up. Um, my wife found online an eight six for twelve grand, and I was like, "All right, that's not. It's expensive because it's twelve grand for a Corolla, but we all the Corollas that we found in Okinawa were all about twelve grand, and had fist size rust holes on you know, underneath the car. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying paying that kind of money for for a car that I could stick my arm in." Mm-hmm. And uh, so we ended up, ended up buying that that uh, that eight six that she found, and I've, I've had that car uh, ever since. And that was uh, a little over a year, a year and a half now, I think. You've had it for a little while. Yeah, probably about a year and a half. Quite getting close to two years, if if not already two years. It's the only eight eight six that I've ever heard of that the AC still works. Yeah. It it did. Uh oh, <laughs> spoke too soon. It 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 did it did work, and then it it broke, and then I bought almost every AC component you could buy off a of Rock Auto, <laughs> mm-hmm. and replaced the entire AC system in the car. <laughs> I did buy one. Oh, I think I bought. What piece sits underneath the dash? The uh, evaporator. So I bought the eva- I bought the evaporator at the Toyota dealer because I didn't know if there'd be a difference on right hand and left hand drive, and that that single part from Toyota costs as much as everything I bought on Rock Auto. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I do not doubt it. But on Rock Auto, oh, I thought they still had it. On Rock Auto, though, I bought I bought everything Denso and like like brand name, mm-hmm. and it still costs. So I, I I ended up getting it all all fixed and then uh, I blew the the pr- little pressure valve because it was I guess it was an R twelve one and R one thirty four runs a higher mm. yeah higher pressure so you it, have to replace all the seals and the to do the the changeover I I replaced everything no I mean like with higher grade you have to oh, step it's a up different type uh, of well I didn't, I didn't I it was the um like the fill valve not the fill valve on the pressure switch. No, the on the what's that what's that can that sits in the front? Condenser. Is it the condenser? Uh, no, it, the condenser? it sits on the condenser. It's I think it's the, that, dryer, right? the dryer. The dryer. Yeah. So on the on the dryer, there's a a pressure relief valve. That's I don't know if it's like a a, a welded. It, it it once it pops, it, there's no there's no resetting it, and that that went out on the car, and then so I I stuck a bolt with an O ring in there. And it, it didn't. It didn't hold. You need some R12, buddy. Huh? You need some R12, buddy. <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm converted now to 134. So we, I had to order a new canister for the AC machine at the shop. That you, I can't remember what it's called. Whatever the new stuff is that just came out. I can't. It's like one, two, three, four. Uh, yeah. Uh, Y A or something like that. Yeah, that's the new the new stuff. Chrysler insanely with it. high. Pr- of course they would. The, they would. So a normal canister to to replace like you know in the AC machine in the shop is like a hundred bucks. This was seven hundred dollars our cost for one cylinder of it. 
Jesus. Unbelievable. It's like a 25 pound cylinder. Or something like yeah. That. yeah. It's more likely to fail because it runs higher pressures than 134A. It's the dumbest thing ever. That's so stupid. <laughs> it so, costs seven times more. Yep. And I yep. think it's a smaller cylinder too. I don't even think it's the same volume as the, the R134. Because it, it has to be because it runs... It's even the container, it's at a, it's a higher pressure, I'm pretty sure, so they can't physically be the same canister. Oh, okay. So it's the same amount, just stored it's, at a higher pressure. I don't know why. Like, other than... They have to have licenses to get it and stuff like that. Like, if they're really... Like, it's, it's way harder to get than regular stuff. Just recharge your system with propane and call it a day. <laughs> it works really well. It's just flammable. Does it, does it really? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> The only reason it's not done is because it's flammable. That seems like a really scary... I mean, it used to be ammonia. Yeah. Really? That was the original refrigerant. Was oh. Ammonia. Yeah. Pure ammonia. Cool. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, you can die, so... <laughs> or you could sweat your balls off, you know. Pick it's overrated. My, yeah, my cousin, I think, he, he recharged I, a car with propane. I tell you the moment that I that I decided that I will never own a car that doesn't have AC, because my first Miata didn't, and it was hot. But I, but I love that car. So like, you know, what are you gonna do? And you know, you can take the roof off, so that's kind of like cheating. But but the moment that I sat in a air conditioned seat for the oh. first time was yes. the moment that I decided that I will never own a car without AC ever again. When I go back to Okinawa in a couple of weeks, um, right right before I left, my AC in my new Odyssey because I bought I bought another Odyssey, uh, so I don't have to drive my eight six around every day. But the AC on that car uh, just just went out, uh, just in time for summer. Ooh, of course. So I'll get that fixed when I get back. But that's yeah, frustrating. Yeah. And hopefully my eight six AC fixed too. Yeah. Mm. Wow. We went. Uh, just want to talk about the drift event. Yeah, yeah. We went to the police. We did that yeah. today. Yeah, went out to to Shenandoah Speedway for a uh, swing set event. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was that was fun to see, see those guys and. Uh, what was it when we got there? They were saying there were, eighty cars registered. Really? I'm sure. I'm sure there were more because more people were. were um, you know, trickling in throughout throughout the day. But yeah, by yeah, by like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, there were eighty cars registered. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, so, so, so just help me out. Swing set is a is like a organization. Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, swing set is a is a group of guys. I guess gals, group of people that organize drift events out in like the Shenandoah area. And they're they're actually still driving right now. That event. I think, uh, I think it ends at like 11 or, yeah, or 12. Yeah, at 11. That's crazy. So uh, I'm not drifting under the lights. You ever been to uh, Shenandoah Speedway? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's like a two and a two and a little bit hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it would take 33. You can take 33 all the way there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like... It's in the middle of nowhere. And it's like... A pretty decent sized. It's not as big as like RIR, but it's like a pretty decent sized like NASCAR oval with a huge infield. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like in the middle of a bunch of mountains. So like when you get the really loud cars out there, it's like really echoey. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like there, we, we got there. We, we left here around 930 yeah. this morning. We got there around 11, maybe a little after 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were, I was shocked how many people were there already. Mm-hmm. Like, That's uh, good. I, I'm, I'm glad to see drifting. And especially because I was going there expecting to see a lot of familiar faces, and it was all new faces. Yeah, that was cool to see that that sport growing. And it it wasn't just like a bunch of people showing up too. There was like businesses out there. Like there was a group of guys that had a couple of pop up tents set up and like tables and stuff full of parts. They had like transmissions and like differentials and stuff sitting out there. That's just for sale. It was crazy. Well, then I just found out there was another another drift event today at, at VMP. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a, a good one to check out, too. It's yeah. a drift-heavy weekend, because they're doing uh, Spirit JP at RAR tomorrow, I think, also. It's awesome if, uh, if you're looking for drift events to do. It's a lot yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were, there were no drift events in that Richmond area when I, yeah. <laughs> when I was here now. Now they're here regularly? Yeah. Ah. ah. It's crazy. Gotta come back, man. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Twist my arm. So who who was there? Did you? Just Clay. That we. Uh, you, you, you knew know? somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a buddy of mine. I, I'm. He's friends with the guys that I sold my six to, that I ended up meeting in Okinawa, and then saw him, at the drift event. So, so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so, so, no, no. You sold your 8.6 to a gentleman or kid, whatever, in Northern Virginia. Yes. He he has some friends that you met when you did that. Yes. And then you met them again halfway around the world. Yes. In Okinawa, Japan. Yes. Well, I, I did not meet them when I sold the car. Okay. But, but it was one of those... He was going out to Okinawa, and his friends were like, Hey, you should meet up with our friend Mitchell. Ah... And okay. so I, okay. I met him and then showed him. Uh, were they also Marines? No, no, no. They okay. were just doing some contract work out there. That That is that is less coincidental, but also really cool. It's, a, still, it's a small world. Like, yeah. what are the odds of him going yeah. all the way to that side of the world? Yeah, yeah that's wild. And Shenandoah Speedway is in the middle of freaking nowhere. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he has a, he has a really cool uh, Turbo Miata. Mm. That was... Uh, Cool to see that. There were a surprising number of Miatas out there today. Yes. Like at I counted like at least five. Yeah. At least. Yeah. A couple of them were pretty good. A couple of them were not. But that's okay. Hey, you gotta start somewhere. The car the car does not want to go sideways. No, it does not. No. And so we met up with our buddy Clay out there with his uh his AE86 coupe that's supercharged. Supercharged got an MR2 engine swap. And we got to ride along with him. He's the car is caged. He actually bought that car from Von Gittin Jr., which is pretty cool. He's got the signature on the dash. So we got to ride along with him a couple couple runs, which was really fun. I haven't ridden shotgun in a drift car in a long time, uh, so that was pretty cool. And then apparently after we left, he got in a couple collisions with a Nissan Laurel, apparently, mm. and uh, messed it up pretty good. Were you here for that discussion? No. Oh. Yeah, so he apparently hit a Nissan Laurel during tandem and smashed in, like, the area, like, where the fuel filler door is, like, mm. in the rear quarter. 
and he like beat it back out, went back out on track, and then the Laurel hit him and like snapped a tie rod and snapped a tie rod on Sweden on on Clay's Corolla. Oh, okay. So the I he said he at last I heard he was running around everywhere in Shenandoah look at the parts stores looking for a tie rod for a E eighty six which. He's you're, not gonna find. You're not gonna find, but God bless him. He's <sighs> gonna look everywhere, which is disappointing because I know he was like super excited because he had put neons on the car, like under the yeah, glow. yeah. And that's he right. really wanted to run at the nighttime. Yeah, yeah. Runs with the underglow. I saw that, but which I, were you were you around for the conversation where we talked about doing that to my dad's wheelchair? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Put neons in Dad's wheelchair. <laughs> be so cool. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Mitchell's like, I can't handle this. Right so, now. so, so the question is, do you put them underneath the frame on the bottom, or do you put them underneath the seat, so like it shines out from underneath the seat? Oh, <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, we will find a way. Yeah, that, that car though for for as much track time, that's side that at least that I know of for him that's his first big hit that I've ever seen a car. Yeah, I've I've seen him. He's he hasn't drifted that car for like a year and a half or almost two years I think. But like he used to drift it all the time. So like I remember seeing that car at many hyperfests in a row. Yep. And. Uh, yeah, I think I've maybe seen, seen that car drift one time. Really? Yeah. No. In all in all this time, I just have never been at an event where he is drifting and the car is running and he is like on track and that know. is that is a, a hard combination to get to <laughs> in recent years. Yeah. But no, he he drove it a lot back in the day. Mm-hmm. Every, I didn't know him well back then, but every every Blue Ridge cruise we ever did. Um, he was never able to make it because the car is He'll car- be there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. They're going to drive the Celica. I don't think I ate two Celicas. Uh, yeah. Last one was the uh, the FX-16 crew, and now we'll have the Celicas. Because mm-hmm. so I asked him, I was like, what, what car are you bringing? He said he was bringing the Celica. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I brought I brought the truck, and I brought the, the FX. I think I'm going to bring the other car this mm-hmm. time. I'm like, that's pretty cool. He's tried to bring the WRX like four times, but he's hit a deer every single time. It feels like. Yeah. How many? Uh, what's he at? Like. Oh, dude, I don't even know. Like Twelve deer. It's a lot. <laughs> On that one car. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. God. Yeah. I've never known someone to hit that many animals in general. Uh, it's not just deer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's got he's got the little tally marks, right? Uh, he's he got to, he used to. He used to have a sticker with tally marks. On. Yeah, it's great, man. I love that guy. <laughs> he was. I remember back in two thousand, probably like early two thousand nine, or like winter two thousand eight, spring two thousand nine. Like I had just got the MR two the year before, and I took it up to. Uh, more automotive up in Northern Virginia to a dyno day up there because the, like all the slideways guys were doing an event and I was like super active on that forum even though I had no interest in drifting they were the only like somewhat local forum I knew of for like people who were into old Japanese cars and stuff like that so 
I went up there and ran the MR2 on the dyno, and that was the first time I met Clay. And, like, he introduced... At first, he intro, there was a really loud car on the dyno, and he came up and said hi, so I couldn't understand what he was saying. I was just like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, cool. And then, and then, like, 15 minutes later, it clicked who he was, and I was like, oh, you're Clay. And he was like, yeah, I said that. <laughs> it was really... It was, it was funny. But, yeah. That, man, so I've known him for, like, 10 years now pretty crazy wow god that was slideways was 10 years ago i found an original slideways sticker somewhere recently in my toolbox or something i was i was super stoked about it i still have a uh, on the celica i still have a drift 411.com sticker yeah yeah that's no longer a thing that's no. <laughs> that was back when forums were big that was that was where Drift 401, and then I think it was the the U.S. Drift or Lookout Drift. Oh, I remember Lookout. They had a cool logo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those are the, those are the two forums I was on the most. Yep. Man, I I miss I I post on a couple still. Um, there's one. I mean, I, I post on JNC every now and then just to keep the build thread for the Corolla going. I post yeah. on JNC sometimes, but that's not super active anymore. Um, Stanceworks is kind of active still, which is neat. Uh, there's a lot of really cool content on there. It's not just, like, stanced cars. It's, like, there's some pretty cool stuff on there. Oh, I would have never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Toyota Nation, which has some decent stuff on it sometimes. I, I jumped on... Uh... Celica GTS dot com. Is that still trucking along? It's it's there and some people still post sometimes, but everybody's I mean everybody's migrated over to Facebook now. Which was funny though, because I commented on something on, on one of the Celica groups and uh, I and the guy one of the, some guy ended up messaging me, it's like, Hey, are you R V A Mitchell from you know Celica GTS dot com? I was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great, yeah. Oh, internet forums. They were the best. Mm -hmm. They they were a thing that existed. <laughs> they still exist. Uh, Technically. I, oh, I I rarely had the patience for car forums. Oh man, They're, they they were so. I I what I I guess what I want to say is I, I the the. The only car I was really ever passionate enough to get on a, on a specific forum for was the Miata. But, like, literally everything has been done already. Mm -hmm. So you're not a beautiful and unique snowflake on a Miata forum. It's, like, impossible unless you're, you know, Dr. Worry. But um, it's, it's still super handy for, like, technical information to help you fix the car, though. I guess so. But, again, on a Miata, like, uh, Miata.net is, is the, the biggest technical info thing. And they have... Like separate from the forum, an entire technical website. Oh you know, really? Yeah, that just like it's called like the garage or something like that. I forget exactly, but it's like you can just go through and like, and find pro like problem solve your way through the entire car because just on the website you don't even have to oh. be on the actual forum. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So like, so I, I never really cared to keep up with the forums, and there's like forty billion people on them. Yeah. So it's like, when it goes at that kind of pace, it's just like mind-numbing to try to keep up with. Right. 
So. Yeah, MR. That was kind of the same way on MR two OC. There was there is a lot of people that were on there, <laughs> but it seemed like the Mark One specific section was a little bit, a little bit closer knit of a community, just because there was less of them. Sure. Um, at least less of them on the forums. Um, but like, yeah, I, I can't imagine being into older cars without having that resource available. Sure. So, I was. It's funny we we're talking about forums because I was just I was just telling the story the other day of um, the time we uh, met Nick Schwier for the first time. Yeah. So I don't remember how we met him the first. So time. he came to st- he came to Starbucks or it was, we met him at Cars and Coffee. I, I can't remember which one it was. Was it Cars and Coffee Williamsburg? I don't. I don't remember. Okay. The point is, we saw him at a car event. It was either our Starbucks that he just found on a forum right. or, or by accident right or we met him at a car show and we hung out and like he was a cool dude and like we talked like you know spent all day or whatever talking with him and hanging out and like none of us got his name or phone number oh, yeah. like nobody just like nobody actually made the connection to like let's hey let's you know add you to the to the group text message or you know whatever um and so I no no it was because he found the event listed on Club Roadster. Oh. So I because he had a he had a he had the Mazda speed he had the, the he had the Mazda speed at the time. So I got on Club Roadster, and I don't remember which section. And I posted <laughs> what <laughs> Craigslist misconnections thing. <laughs> I posted basically a personals ad. <laughs> Oh, it ended up being like a love letter for <laughs> for this guy, <laughs> and uh, it was like halfway through the 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 post, like typing it out, I realized what was happening, <laughs> and so I just kind of ran with it and like you know made it made it extra funny just to to get noticed or whatever. And it, I was I was ridiculed, but it's fine. I'm okay with it. That's it fine. worked. It worked. He found he found it. And we got in touch and. Uh, he, uh, wow, we, we, you know, friends ever since, I guess, you yeah. know, just like. I haven't seen that guy in a minute. Yeah. So the reason I was talking about it was, uh, JR, Jackie's husband, now works for the comp, for the asphalt company that. Yeah. He's like, he's, or Nick is his boss. Yeah. Like, like directly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is. Cause I, we went over there the other weekend and JR was like, do you know a guy named Nick Schweer? Like, yes. How do you know Nick Schwier? <laughs> yeah, it's a small, small world, man. It really is. So you, ha- I know you had to get since you came back, and you're driving the Celica around, and it's been sitting in the garage for like two years. What, what did you have to do to get it like roadworthy again? Uh, fluid, fluid flush. Did did the you now all those. Fluids you would want to change after a car's been sitting for a couple of years. Uh, when we were changing out the brake fluid, um, I had a bleeder valve break on my front right caliper. It broke off real clean, which was nice. I was like, alright, I'll just throw a, throw a screw extractor in there and, and just get that extractor out and bought a pack of uh, bleeder valves. Oh, trying to take that bleeder valve out, the screw, screw extractor broke inside of the bleeder valve. 
Those yeah. you can't drill those things out. No, those are hardened hard. hardened tool steel. Yeah. And it's just easier just to buy another caliper and I can yeah. just do another caliper on there. Um, besides that, nothing much. Uh, going to tomorrow morning before we go on uh, our drive, i probably change out. I'm going to check the spark plugs, but I might change out the spark plugs. Driving up in the mountains today, um, definitely had a, had a miss at the lower RPMs you could feel. Mm. Yeah, you were, you were taking, off, taking off from us <laughs> as I got my foot to the floor and watching my RPMs go down. It's, it's weird because like the, the Matrix is not that fast of a car. It's only got 180 horsepower. Yeah. But I guess the, it's literally, literally 100 horsepower more than me. Right. Your 8.6 that you have now, uh, was it... Did it cost you as much as it did because of the import market? Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Eight sixes are kind of weird uh-huh. when it comes to the, the import market. There's there's no demand for eight sixes and old Toyotas, I think, in the import in the importing field because or importing market is because you can buy them here. Nobody yeah. wants to pay that premium. But can you buy them for cheaper in Japan? No, are they still expensive? It's it's the exact opposite. They are they are tremendously more expensive in Japan right now than they are here. Do you think that's because we're snatching them all up to import? I I, th- I think it has a lot to do with uh, well no nobody's really importing them because how many how many right hand drive eight sixes and old old Toyotas that they sold cars that they sold here you, you don't really see. There, there are some. I'm not saying they're, they're never imported, but they usually take a long time, a long time to sell. Yeah. Um, I I'm, see. I'm seeing more JZX chassis cars yeah, popping up. I, I like that. There were there were a few of them at at that trip today, which yeah. is which is nice. But I like that that. Remember that red Celica? Yeah. At JSpec when I worked there, that car recently sold. There's a reason for that, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, did they want like ten grand for that? They they wanted a lot of money. But remember me saying earlier when I was trying to to find a Celica in decent condition, you know, I was from twelve to eighteen grand. Definitely has to do with the whole import craze and import market and all those cars getting snatched up. Yeah. But uh, they're they're classics out there, just like you know old Camaros and stuff like that here. Camaros and Mustangs. It's mm-hmm. it's the same. Yeah. It's just a different genre of car I guess you could say hmm. you um, want to talk about what's going on tomorrow okay uh, tomorrow is the 12 11th 12th 11th 11th or 12th Blue Ridge Cruise <laughs> Corey's going to verify here in a second um, so like years ago years and years ago I mean, we, we had been going out to like scout. it's 12 okay We've been going out to do like Skyline Drive cruises and stuff just with small groups of friends for ever. And at some point Mitchell started keeping track of like which one it was. Yeah, I think I like the it might have been like the third or yeah. second or third. Yeah. But the the first one when did we say the first I don't even so know. We used dude. to call it the fall foliage run. So we'd go out in the fall and watch all the beautiful stuff. And the first one was when you were back between Lejeune, Lejeune and somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I was at I was at in the Marine Corps, finished with all my basic training stuff and my uh, all my combat training, 
I think it was before I started my my job school to learn how to fix helicopters. I think that's right. And then, yeah, then we did the first one then. When I was on leave for that. Yeah. So you came back and we went through uh, Blue Ridge. Uh, Skyline Drive. Skyline Drive, yeah. yeah. We, went, we went on Sky, Skyline Drive and there was like maybe nine cars. Maybe. Not, oh. Back then it wasn't that many. Well, it was it was because he was that was like the first time we were going oh. out with Mitchell back. So I, eight or nine cars maybe, um, and I think everybody had a passenger. But um, we were not adhering to the speed limit. Nope. And um, caught the 30, caught the. It is thirty or thirty five miles an hour, which is completely unacceptable. To yeah, me. yeah, and that caught the attention of a park ranger. Well, what had happened was, the exact scenario, we were going around, the mountain was on our left, and the valley was on our right. Mm-hmm. And we were going around a left-hand turn around, like, a part of the mountain, so we couldn't see ahead. Yeah. And we're, we were going... I don't, I don't think we were going that fast. We were doing, head. like, we were doing, like, 45 or 50, which isn't that fast, but it's over, well in, over in the a speed state, limit. In a state park. In a state yeah. park. That's well over a speed limit, the speed limit, so... We went around the turn, and coming the other way was a park ranger vehicle. Yeah. So we didn't even see them really turn around. Maybe the, the people in the back did, but we up in the front, we didn't even see them turn around and turn their lights on or anything. We just immediately pulled over in the closest pull-off and waited, mm-hmm. and then they came up. Yeah, and so he came by, and I think he got like, he got driver's license from every vehicle. Yep. Um, and then Mitchell was in front, and he went and talked to Mitchell for a long time, like suspiciously long amount of time, and then went back to his car and brought us all warning tickets. It said, basically, if you ever speed in a state park again, you're going to prison. Oh, that's that's that. what it felt like that at is, the time. Yeah, we were all pretty young. That's definitely what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I don't know the conversation that, that you had with him. That you probably pulled the military that. I was like, uh, yeah, I am marrying this and that, and you know, yeah. coming back, seeing all my friends. And yeah. This is my first time seeing them in months after being gone, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And yeah. I don't. Yeah, so that's always how I tell the story. Having not ever heard that side of the conversation yet, but it turns out it's hundred percent correct. <laughs> it turns out, it turns out I've not been lying for the past I don't know thirteen years or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we all got we all got warning tickets, and that was the last time I was in uh, I was Skyline. on Skyline Drive. <laughs> that and the fact so so the fact that the speed limit is so ridiculously low, mm-hmm. the fact that if you get pulled over, unless you're a Marine bomb vacation. You're gonna get mega ticket. Yeah. And the fact that it now costs like twenty five dollars a vehicle to get in there. Yeah. It's we don't go in there anymore. So we don't go we don't do that anymore. But we we continued on these trips and the very next trip, if I'm not mistaken, was the first time we tried to go on Crabtree Falls and it was the time that we got stuck on that dirt road. Oh yeah. Yeah, that 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 was amazing because I was in my eight six, which had carburetors with no filters. Yeah, yeah, and, and very nothing, stiff suspension. And nothing scared me more 
than driving a car on a dirt road with no air filter. Yeah, yeah. behind behind me in a in a stock suspension Miata. Who was getting that was <laughs> that was some of the best driving I've ever experienced in my life. That tiny little dirt road. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm in the MR2 just miserable because I don't want to <laughs> blow up my shock. And then Billy Morrow is in a in his E thirty I think it was E thirty six or E forty six. E forty six, yeah. It was an M three and that thing was slammed to the ground and he was Going over these washboard dirt roads, like he did not give he a burned crap. his paint. Didn't he burn his paint? Yeah, yeah. he he ended up burning, like blistering the paint on his fenders from rubbing the tires. Yeah, so and hard. He, he like destroyed the lip and or the the plastic, uh, like the I don't the know, splash shield, the, like the splash shield on the front of his car. And he did not care. He had no. such a good time. He did not care at all, <laughs> and that was amazing. Yeah, that, that was a uh, oh, that road looks like fun on the map. Yeah, uh-huh. not yeah. realizing that. Yeah. yeah, it turns out it was kind of fun, but not in the ways that we yeah. had. I remember we got real nervous about halfway through it because it started to get narrower and narrower and narrower and narrower, and Mitchell's freaking out, understandably, not wanting to get tiny particulates in his engine. So I went ahead to see if I could find the end of the road, and I think I did. I think I found the end of the road and then came back, Yeah, and, and we like slow crawled to the end of the road. Well, the, the whole reason we took that road is because it... it linked up to where we wanted to go yeah it 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 was twisty but it was significantly shorter than because if you go all the way down 151 to get to 56 you have to go like way down and then way over to get to the mountains i think it cut that angle yeah i think think you're right yeah that's exactly why i remember picking it yep then then immediately regretting So ever since then, we've been going over Crabtree Falls, so that's what the event is tomorrow. Have you guys done any other, since I've been gone, any other directions, or just the usual? So, so last time and the time before that, I think, last two times, yeah. we we did the same route out there and met at that truck stop, Smiley's, where the barbecue is. So for the benefit of the listeners, we, we meet at Devil's Backbone uh, on Brewery. Brewery on 151 in the morning before they open and head out in groups down 151 onto 56, which is or turns into Crabtree Fall Road, which goes up and over the mountain into a little town called Vesuvius, a very, very twisty, fun mountain road. We might have even talked about it before. Yes, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, meet at, or not meet, but congregate at a truck stop on the other side um, and then you know the the event is quote-unquote officially over so uh, we either just kind of get in, in small groups um, we and we stand there and talk and hang out and take pictures for a while let the brakes cool down yeah let the cars cool down and then uh, and then head back over the mountain most people go back over Crabtree Falls Road back to 151 and on up to a brewery to grab lunch or and, and or a drink for the day and then, you know, head home. Last time and the time before, we have gone back over Crabtree Falls Road. Halfway back over Crabtree Falls Road where it hits Blue Ridge Parkway. Blue Ridge Parkway. And then we take the not Skyline Drive side of Blue Ridge Parkway the other direction. No, it's still going north. So we, we take basically Blue Ridge Parkway from 56... To where it transitions into Skyline Drive, oh, but we yeah, don't right. get on the Skyline. Right. Up right. in yeah, uh, yeah. Wayne, not yeah. Waynesboro. Uh, You're right, Stanton. Yeah, and uh, I think we went. Well, I can't remember the name of the brewery we went to up there, but that was pretty fun because they had like a huge arcade in there and everything, and pretty good food. Yeah, I broke off after. I, I have actually been to that brewery. Okay. Like, uh, I, I don't. Back. I don't think we will do that tomorrow. I think we're gonna do the standard fifty-six and back. Yeah. Um, just to increase our options for food. 
Because yeah. it is going to be Easter Sunday, and we don't know who's going to be open and who's going to be closed. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I know, I am pretty sure that Blue Mountain and Wild Wolf will be open, because they had other events posted on their Facebook pages. But, we'll see. I think um, Wild Wolf was the last one that I was at. That's usually where we go. Yeah. Because it's, it's solid, and they, they usually are good about just seating us in random, random tables out in the courtyard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and we just meet up there for... For some food and beer and head home after that. Mm-hmm. That's the day. That's pretty fun. fun. I'm forward to it. I've done it twice a year, every year for a while. A long time. I did not get any stickers made for this event. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. But we'll do it. We'll do it again in the future. Yeah. We've had we've had some pretty big turnouts. Yeah. Especially like on events where like I've had the motivation to like really spread it around on social media and stuff we'll have like I remember one time we had a turnout that was like way bigger than I was expecting and I, I kind of toned it down after that because I didn't want to have to manage that many cars again oh it was uh that was the one with like 12 Miatas that showed up yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, and it's the, like half of them were Miatas uh-huh. and then the other were like for that one wasn't even a lot of like classic cars it was <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that it's was... The, the, the event is hosted by Japanese Classics of Virginia Car Club, but it's open to anything. Yeah, anything it's... with wheels. I mean, we've had motorcycles out there. We've had pickup trucks out there. We've had all sorts. Chevy S10. Forerunners. Yeah. <laughs> we've had Forerunners come along. And I think that there was, a, there was like a Forerunner and a Land Cruiser one time. Both both came. My favorite is the Preludes. The mm-hmm. old Preludes. Yeah, those guys are cool. Those are gorgeous, gorgeous cars. Last time, last time we were there for the fall meet... Last year, we all got to Devil's Backbone and we're meeting up in the morning. And the, there was like a bunch of uh, hikers camping because the, the Devil's Backbones, they, they call it base camp because they have like like a, a bathroom facility and stuff for people who are hiking the Appalachian Trail. So you can like camp on the grounds and like use those facilities if you're hiking. So there was like a whole group of like Volkswagen van people there. And one of the guys also was really into like old honda it's not really a scooter but it's not really a motorcycle but it's not really a dirt bike it was like it's like the world bike or whatever yeah the weird it was it was a cool old honda motorcycle type thing oh is it a trail 70 maybe it's on my it's on my instagram from back then but he like he like rolled up. He was super excited. I just ended up giving him a couple stickers because I was like, "That is the <laughs> yeah." We thing. put one on his bike when he, when yeah, he, yeah he, that's he right, was that's super right. excited about it. And that was that was pretty cool. I think that guy actually runs like the RVA vans group. Yeah, um, here it is. It's a Trail ninety. That's what it is. That what it is? Yeah, Trail ninety. That was a cool little thing, bike thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we haven't had uh, we haven't had any like horrible crashes or anything. We've had we've had a fender bender a little one a little one. Oh, when did that happen uh, two years, years ago a guy who had an imported AW11 got rear-ended and messed mess up the bumper cover and possibly bent the rebar underneath oh. but that's not a JDM specific part so you should be able to find those relatively easily used he was got rear-ended by someone in the cruise yes or? yeah so uh, when you leave Devil's Backbone to head south on 151, you pretty much immediately hit a mountain, and that's actually one of my favorite parts of the drive. Yeah, is yeah that it's in, insane. It's crazy. But there's one one turn that's very, very sharp going uphill when you're going out that you, you just can't see the other side of, and someone 
had stopped or like hit the brakes for a slow car and like on the other side of that turn so it like stacked up traffic and there was a lot of slamming on brakes and a kid in a uniquely modified accord uh rear-ended the mr2 which was not a great way to start the day Choice of words. Your choice of words for the accord. Ew, I, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, and I don't want to offend him if he does. But yeah, it was, uh, it, was it was a young kid in a the very budget modified accord. Mm-hmm. That, so that's the that. only that's, that's the only, only con- that's the only contact we've ever had. Um, yep. we've cooked some breaks. Oh yeah, uh, uh, like on one of the really really early ones. Yeah, uh, I locked a caliper up in the Miata. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, apparently, it was getting very hot uh, and smelly, and I couldn't smell it at all. Oh. Uh, um, but the uh, who was it? Somebody was behind me on a motorcycle. It, it might have probably, even been Richard. It was probably Richard. Uh, flew past me and like waved at me to slow down or whatever on on a downhill section, uh, which was a little terrifying. But I eventually <laughs> slowed down and um, came to a stop. And he was like, "You're cook- you're cooking your brakes. You're cooking your brakes." And you know, we had realized that I had locked up a rear caliper. Uh, ended up making it down the down the mountain, uh, parking in the church, uh, and let it cool off, and it was fine. Hmm. I, I replaced it eventually, but right. you know, it was it was fine for the rest of the day. I do remember that because you, you were really late to come back. Yeah, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. the the worst one that I remember was uh, Parker in his Triumph. He yeah. was in a Triumph t- Spitfire. Yes, Spitfire. Yeah, he was in a, in a Spitfire uh, going on this downhill section. He, j- he he like just same section boiled the ever loving crap out of his brake fluid and just yeah. couldn't stop. So he had to like fishtail it out onto like a gravel runoff and just sit there for a while. Yeah, before he could drive the car. Yeah, and then I no, it was the same time. That was the same. Was it? It was the same cruise because he and I then didn't go back over Crabtree Falls. We went out to sixty four. Oh. Or out to 81 and up to 64 and then back down and around to meet you guys back at, at Wild Wolf or wherever it was. Oh. That's why it was so late. Because we didn't want to go back over the yep. back over the steep mountain. Gotcha. So we, we took the highway around to keep, the, to keep them cool. I um I think on that that trip too, I didn't cook my brakes, but I, I, I definitely experienced brake fade for the first time. It's mm. scary. It is. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah, I remember coming up Coming up over over the crest, then down, back down and into a, a right hand turn, and so I, I hit those brakes to start my right hand turn, and it's like, oh, 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 go, please, please stop, please, <laughs> please, please. Okay, I'm alive. Start pumping the brakes, going, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Was that the? Um, that was in the Celica. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another. So this is not related to the cruise, but it is about brakes. Something that I had never experienced before. At my HPDE that I did two weeks ago, um, I rode along with my instructor for a couple of laps in his Miata, and because he wanted to, his he was drilling. We'll do a whole thing with me and Corey talking about that event, but he was trying to show me some braking stuff, like how to brake better, because I'm apparently terrible at it. But on the straights, I think he his pads were wearing out, and he was getting pad knockback, so the pads were. When he would let off the brakes, the pads would 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 back off from the rotor, so they were no longer touching it, even like lightly, when he wasn't on the brakes. So like on the straightaways, before he would slow down, like two or three seconds before he would actually brake brake, he would. I was watching his feet. He would he would just full throttle, and then with his left foot, just once, 
really solidly hit the brake pedal just to reset the pads before he had to actually brake for the turn, That's which true. was weird to me, but I guess that makes sense. That's very bizarre. Yeah, I had never heard of that. Hmm. Yeah. That's a thing, apparently. I'm trying to think of it. We haven't had any other major breakdowns. Mitchell had an alternator go. I had the alternator. I had something happen to the wiring on my alternator, and that was the beginning of my alternator problems. I then roasted that alternator on the highway on the way back because of that fifth gear, 55 miles an hour at 5,500 RPM thing. Yeah. Stopping at that abandoned hotel on the mountain and hanging out there for a while waiting for AAA. And then the most amazing truck driver in the world showed up. That dude was awesome. That guy was so cool. (laughs) I hope you guys can keep up. (laughs) He was so fast. He He called me while we were driving back and he said something to the effect of, Where'd you go, pussy? Like, <laughs> you can't keep up with my tr- Like, what? Dude's like, what? Dude, dude is like rolling 90 miles an hour down <laughs> Let me tell you how I feel with my car on the back of this flatbed going 90 miles an hour down 64. I was a little concerned. <laughs> that was such a weird night. Cause we, we all left that, that rest, that stop we were at. And I thought we were all going to follow the truck. And then, like, the I, truck I disappeared. Looked, the truck disappeared. I found him eventually again. And then everybody else disappeared. And it was like, me and one other car, I think, like, just, I guess we're going back to the Jews' house. And, yeah. like, we showed up and, like, like, ten seconds later, Jordan comes in behind me. And then, like, thirty seconds later, here comes the tow truck. And then Mitchell's, like, a minute behind him. It was like this... It was weird how close together it was. It was weird, but like we never saw each other. I don't know. It was very I, I thought I was with the truck the whole time. I don't remember. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure I was. Cause I, that whole evening just feels like a fever dream to me. It really does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Man, I've, I've got a cool picture from that of all of us sitting there. All of our cars, just dark silhouettes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, a cool, cool photo. Yeah, that's something we've been we've been doing for a long time, and excited to do it again tomorrow, especially with Mitchell here. So that's yeah, yeah. that's exciting. Super excited for that. I think we're gonna call it a night. Because we're all exhaling. <laughs> Everyone sighed at the exact same time. <laughs> that is that is the time to go. So, Mitchell, if people want to keep up with what you're up to. Where can they follow you on the interwebs, like uh, Instagram and such? Instagram would be the best place. Just uh, RVA Mitchell is my handle there. There, though. Well, well. My RVA Mitchell is my handle. Ha- RVA Mitchell <laughs> is my handle there. Um, yeah, just just follow me there, and and uh, you'll see rad stuff, car stuff in Japan and stuff going on in my life there. All right, we'll let you Corey. It's still the same. See that Korean um, on Instagram, and I don't post much about cars. But uh, if you'd like to see ripped pants and good food, then uh, lots of onion soup. It's a good place to be. Oh, you got a new picture to post then? Because you just I did oh, just rip my pants. Hold on, hold on, So yeah, follow Corey, and you will see this picture that I'm taking right now of his ripped pants. Make, make sure you put your finger through it. Yeah. Uh, photo. Oh, it won't let me take it natively in the app. Hold on. Oh. This is dumb. I don't know how Android works. 
That's wonderful. <laughs> you got it? There we go. It's kind of blurry, but it's there. Hey, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I hooked a belt loop on the door frame walking into the room just a few moments ago, and uh, that belt loop is no more, and now there's a finger-sized hole in the back of my pants. <laughs> oh, boy. See you on his Instagram. That's right. <laughs> Alright, so if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, I'm the Daily Downshift, and if you want more detailed stuff than what is on Instagram, you can look at my blog at, the, uh, not the Daily Downshift, it's just dailydownshift.blogspot.com. So, have a good night. Thank you for listening.